Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the, the seventh episode of the Lift Effect podcast. Um, you're here with me, Carl Keller, and Matt McNeil. So we wanted to start off with a couple of questions that we received that we would uh, discuss before we got into this week's topic. And uh, the first one that one of our listeners gave to us was that they said that, uh, Matt, you mentioned uh, on one of the previous episodes, that it's important to know when to quit. So, when is that? What do you think? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Throwing it back. I'm going to shock you um, today, man. Yeah, no kidding. Um, boy, that it, depending on what your mindset is, it can be a very difficult answer to uh, to come to. Because for me, as an example. It, I was to a, so to a certain degree in denial. I believed that I could make it work. I could overcome my issues, and that it, it was just it was just a, a slump, a little or a like a like a a period of time where I wasn't hitting the ball, and that I would eventually get my groove back, and I would kind of get my mind in in the right frame again, and I would be good to go. Uh, but I slowly started to look around and. I could see things weren't quite the way they would be, would should have been, and I started questioning, well, why? And over a period of time, I started to go, is this something that's long term? Is this something that's just a hiccup? And I talked to my wife, and I came to the conclusion that you know what, I need to, I need to, to say, I need help. I need to stop. I need to know what's going on. And I needed someone to kind of give me a perspective that I feel like I'd reached the point where I'd lost. So that was when and I you're said, t- and you're talking about quitting, quitting, uh, uh, taking yourself offline. Yes. Uh, for Is me, that, that, that particular yeah. was flying. It did. Yeah. And, and there were reasons for which I, uh, we won't go into on this episode. Why? But I, I needed, I needed somebody other than just my own intuition and my own experience to say, I, th- what I'm doing isn't working. Mm-hmm. And so you can say that's not quitting, but it, you know, quitting isn't always considered a negative thing. It means I agree. me stepping aside, getting things back in order so that I can re-engage and continue down the journey, continue towards uh, what it is that I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good answer or not. It's a great answer. And I, and I just want to say, I mean, yeah, thank, I mean, like, dude, the, the vulnerability, uh, is such a strength 
of yours. And I, I was just like, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to even talk about yourself, but, uh, but I appreciate that. And I think, I think our listeners can relate to that. I know I can relate to that in my own life and I've quit many things. Um, and so I think there's this misconception is that I, I, I hear that oftentimes people will say, you know, winners never quit. You ever heard that, that statement winners never quit. Yes, they do all the time. Some of the most successful people, and I am obsessed with that 5% of peak performance. That's like the whole human factors lift effect. That That's the whole point is, you know, and peak performers gets kind of thrown around um, all the time. But I, I think of peak performance as that top 20%, the top 20%, which we can talk about what that is. But the top people, the top winners, the winners, the performers, the elite, they quit all the time. The difference is, is they know when to quit, where I think most people don't. They don't know when to quit because they don't have a mental model about how to execute that. They have no pattern recognition skills. They they have no model to follow. So it's just kind of ham-fisted. It's like they, they're you know, people tend to hold on for too long or they quit too early because they don't have a process. So can we can I talk about the process for a second? Sure. We got time? Okay. Just all, I don't want all wanna, time in the world. I don't want to rabbit hole this too badly, but no, as, but uh, this is important. I feel like this is about. really important. Yeah, it's, it's really worth talking important. about. Yes. Cause and and certainly in our line of work in lift effects, I work with pilots of like when do you pull the plug? Like when when do you need to to qu- fully quit? When do you need to stop? When do you need to restart? When do you you know like that's that's a huge stressful question? It, it was. It was very difficult for me. Yes, it really was. Yep, it is. It's very difficult. Um, and and, and so, I still struggle with it at times, even of now. Course, of course, but here's maybe this will help though. Is like looking at it through the lens of a framework, like a QRH. There's three situations that can happen in any activity, whether it's continuing to fly, whether it's starting a business, whether it's being in a relationship, whether it's, um, uh, you know, joining a, uh, a, a, a membership to a, the racquetball club, whatever, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, there's three things that can happen in your journey and think about your journey from the bottom to the, the top, whatever the top means. There's, there's three situations. One is you will climb to the top and you'll reach it. But I guarantee you that along that way, there will be little backslides that are going to happen or, or dips, dips in your progress. And in flight training, we would call those learning plateaus, right? As you're, you're, you're doing great and you're learning. And then all of a sudden it stops. I just talked to a pilot this morning. She's, she's like, what is going on? I, I feel like I've stopped. I was progressing really well and now I've stopped and I'm actually backsliding a little bit. It's like, that's called learning plateaus. And it happens to all of us. It evens out. Sometimes we even go into a little bit of a dip, but then we stick with it and then we start climbing again. It's like this stock market curve. Think about it like that. It's always going up, but sometimes it has some dips. Um, Dips are normal. That's part of the process of of learning and of mastery is plateaus and even dips, even backslides. One step, you know, two steps forward, one step back, that kind of thing. Well, in a dip, you keep going. You don't quit. 
it's important to know, okay, this is a, this is a little bit of a, a bump, but I'm going to work through it. And so that's the time not to quit. The second situation is you've reached a point where you're not going to get better. Maybe the relationship isn't going to get better. Maybe the, the situation that you're in isn't going to get better. And what's going to happen is you're going to find that you're going to do a big circle and end up right back at the same point. People will say, you know, I've gone through this before and it just, it just ends up right back here. Nothing changes. It's like a bad relationship. Okay. We seems like we're, we're improving and, but it always ends back into that same place. So that's the, the circle, the cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac, you quit because it's diminishing returns. It's not going to get better or it's just going to stay, stay the same. It's not, there's no progression that's going to happen. Even the, uh, and, and the illusion is that, okay, this time it's going to be different, right? But it's not, it always ends up back at the same point. That is a time when you quit immediately. Now there's a third situation. The third situation is the full on drop off. It's the plunge. If you were to keep going, this is going to get worse and worse and worse, and it's going to crash and burn. It's like not not diverting for gas. You can keep going, but this is going to end badly. In that situation, you quit immediately. You recognize this is there's no hope for this. So, like a, an example of that would be uh, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> okay, it's fun. It's a great way to meet people. It's great when you're at the bar, right? You know, but if you smoke and smoke and smoke, eventually you're going to likely, you're going to get sick. It's going to make you sick. You're going to get COPD or you're going to get cancer and it's going to kill you. It's going to cause all sorts of problems. We know that now. It's not like, you know, the, the ads in the fifties with the doctor's got the cigarette in his mouth and he's, you know, prescribing mother's little helpers, you know, um, which are benzodiazepines, by the way. Um, which they used to take Valium, you know, mommy's little helpers, the Valium it's those days are over. We happy know smoking pills. is yeah, happy pills, right? We know smoking is really bad for you. And it's, 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 that is, if you continue to do it long enough, it's, it's a plunge, it's a cliff. When you recognize that it's, it's, it's just the cul-de-sac or it's a cliff, you quit immediately in the top 20%. There's the 80% below and the 20% above. Uh, the top 20%, like even the top 5%, they're masters at knowing where they are in the situation and they make decisions quickly. They go, okay, this is, a, this is a, this is just a dip. This is a full on circle or this is a cliff. When it's a dip, they work through it. When it's a, a cul de sac or a cliff, they get out. They, they eject, they punch out quickly. That's the difference. It's so winners quit all the time. The, the the greatest leaders of all time have quit lots of things. The difference is they just know when to quit. That pretty much sums up where I was at, and I think where a lot of other people need to. They just need to figure out which one of those are, and you can you can say it in different ways, but ultimately it just comes down to one of those three. Yep, um, you got to work through it though, and that's a process. Yeah. And as you get, you can learn very quickly how to start to work through that decision tree yep. to to make the determination. It's, it's kind of a non emotional decision at that point. I mean, I quit flying to do lift effect because I evaluated it through, you know, with, with what were my goals, what were my values? And, and it was like, you know what, I can't continue to, to, to sit up front with the door closed at three, five, Oh, uh, and 
and be able to offer as much as I could and, and make lift effect happen in the way that I, I wanted it to. I couldn't do the same. And it was just a cul-de-sac. I was just going to keep winding up in the same place. And I knew if I kept going, it was going to be physically a cliff because I was exhausting myself trying to do both. And so yeah. this is a subject we could spend in a whole hour talking about in its easy. different forms and ways for people to to relate to it. So we'll probably save you know, park that one for a future um, delving into. I have one other one in it. Um, and again, this may actually lead us to a much larger uh, conversation later on, but just to, to get it out there and, and kind of maybe give a little bit more of a clarification. Um, we had a question about the importance of the present moment. Mm -hmm. uh, the question was basically that you had mentioned this in the previous podcast several times. and um, the question is, could you can you kind of elaborate on a little bit more? Why to be to be to put it succinctly, why are we so inclined not to be in the present? So let's think about what are the moments that we have in terms of our attention, of where 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 are we focusing our attention? And I believe that where you focus your attention is where your energy goes, right? Kind of a simple concept, right? If I if I'm thinking about my foot. It's very difficult. I'm really concentrating on like how my foot feels. So I stub my toe and I'm like, oh, this really hurts. And I'm trying to figure out how to what shoe to wear and it's in a, how to position my toes inside because this because this happened to me. That's why I'm talking about it. Uh, how to position my foot in my shoe, right? Because it hurts, right? Should I have a sock on and this and that? Well, I've got, I'm focusing my attention on my foot. I'm not thinking about like, let's say my neck or my hand or my back, right? Where we focus our attention is where our energy goes. Okay, that's concept one. So if we think about where we have three orientations of, of, of time, we have what's happening in the moment, which is I'm sitting here talking to Carl and looking at a screen and seeing Carl and his goofy face, and he's looking at me and seeing my goofy face. And he's talking, right? It's, it's real time, right? I got a cup of coffee in my hand. This is This is happening right now. And even using the sense of like, touch, taste, sight, smell, sound, the five senses we have, uh, those are real-time data that's happening fairly in the moment. Right? It's happening in the moment. It's real-time. That's the present. Um, the other orientation is I'm thinking about what happened in the past, like what happened this morning, maybe what happened last week, maybe what happened 35, 40 years ago. That's a, I, I call that past tensing. You're just thinking about the past. And then the other orientation is thinking about what's going to happen that has not yet happened. That's the future, future tensing. Um, and, and that's where I think anxiety comes from is we're thinking about what is the threat or what is the what, what is going to happen in the future. That's the future orientation. So we've got the past, we have the present, we have the future. Now, I will argue that the, all of those things affect us. But I, I will argue pretty convincingly that the past we don't actually have anymore. It's just a memory. Can't, control, can't change it. You can't change it. It's, and it's, it's, it's a real thing. It's not to say the past doesn't matter. Of course it matters. As psychotherapists, you know, we're like, you know, so tell me about your mother. You know, it's like the, the, the classic joke, right? Is we're always looking back. But there's a reason for that. There's a reason because it does affect 
our, uh, you know, how, how we're built. It affects how the lens we're looking at, at our world and how we're navigating and what our behaviors are and how we've needed to adapt our behaviors our from our past experiences. Yeah. So it's a real thing. Um, but it's gone, right? It, it's not, it, it's just a memory. It's words and images in our mind. And the future has not happened yet. It's a prediction. It's a guess. But it's not, the future has not happened to you. Carl, you're a smart guy, but you're not Nostradamus, right? You cannot predict the future. We can look at trends and make a guess. But, and most of the time we're we're actually wrong. Um, And there's some pretty good studies on our ability to recollect the past and our ability to predict the future. And it's like abysmal. It's terrible. We we are awful at remembering the past. There was a guy in my graduate program at, when I did a, I did a, a human factors program before I did a clinical one. Um, and he was doing his whole dissertation on uh, um, bystander accounts uh, of accidents or incidents you know incidents in aviation and he came to the conclusion did this big study and i think nasa you know helped fund it and has put all this money in and they came to the final conclusion that bystander um observation you you couldn't use it because you could have five people they watch the same thing and immediately you have five different interpretations of what happened. Yep. And then if you wait a week, wait an hour, it gets worse. Wait a week, it gets worse. Wait a year, it's unusable, right? P- our ability to remember what happened is is just terrible. It's terrible because our brains aren't really adapted for that. We're adapted to live in the moment. Well, and, and Matt, I'm going to kind of pull you out of that rabbit hole because like you say, this can be in a whole conversation well, by let, itself. Let's okay let, let me just hold on it for you oh, okay the reframing is what makes what makes the present so important and why are we struggled to to be so there? the pre okay simply and i'm I'm trying to get at wh- why do we do this right there's a biological reason that we live in the past and we live in the future um it's threats right and i've talked about it before I, i'm big it's into it because it's a great one it's it's threats. We're just always looking at, at at what's going to hurt us, and that's really what we're adapted for. Our brain is adapted for that. The reason it's important to live in the present is because that's actually the only thing that's occurring. The past is gone, and your ability to remember it's probably marginal. I think you mentioned once it's why they call it the present because it's a gift. It's a gift. It's the present. The present is the real time occurrence of what your where your life exists it it doesn't exist in your past and it doesn't exist in your future it exists in the moment and so the problem is when we're focusing on the past and we're focusing on the future all the time like constantly is the the biggest issue is is one is it we unresource ourselves meaning we put ourselves into a state where we're we're not uh opt- optimized to deal with what's happening because we're somewhere else. We're kind of checked out. But the the worst part, the second part, and the more devastating part is that if you're not existing in the present moment, you you miss your life. It just goes. You know, I remember going up to the top of Pike's Peak recently, like we just, just down the down the road, right? We're in we're in Denver, but we just go down to Colorado Springs, drive up to Pike's Peak. I get up there 
and there's it's beautiful up there. It's just like beautiful morning. We're above the clouds, right? And you can see the Kaz Airport, and you can see Denver, and it's it's like this amazing thing. And I'm up there with my daughter, and we're 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 looking out, and everybody around us is more focused on their selfie and getting their camera to work so they can remember this in a stupid picture instead of actually just like being up there and there's a bald eagle that flew by and we saw it right and i was like oh look at the eagle and everybody missed it because they're looking at their phone trying to capture the moment that's happening because they're worried that in the future they may not be able to remember it or they're not going to be able to see it and it's like why are you up here guys like you're missing it you're you're missing it and we do this all the time we do this all the time because like, well i got to remember what if we don't have a good picture when well, then we can't send it to uh, we can't create our christmas card and then we can and it's like but did you did do you even remember will you even remember being here or do you want your memory based on a picture um it's that's that's why it's important to focus on the present and from a performance standpoint like think about in terms of like flying a plane or doing surgery on somebody or arguing a case in court um or being a police officer or first responder and you it the, your job depends on your ability to be in that moment to navigate real time what is happening and if you're somewhere else you're not accessing the power uh, the, the the cognitive power that you have because you can't do two things you can't we were really not that great at, at trying to multitask right multitasking means you're trying to do a bunch of things badly the best you can do is a whole bunch of quick single taskings yeah so you can switch stuff you we have the ability to duplex around and switch but we're not good at doing two things at once it's why when we fly there's a pilot that flies and the pilot that monitors because our brains aren't capable of of doing all those things at once you can't drive your car and text at the same time i don't care who you are that's kills people every year it's getting worse, it's worse and than, worse it's worse than being drunk it's worse than being drunk and i'm i've guys like oh i'm a pilot i know how to do it it's, no you don't you know you don't that's been proven it's like just let's you, you you can't do that um so being present is is really important in terms of performance it's like make or break especially at that when it's really high stakes when it's you know when it really matters, your ability to be present is going to determine the outcome. I can actually tie, for me personally, both these subjects together. Not knowing when to quit was because part of it was I was remembering what it was like when I when things were what I would call normal and not understanding why. And it was causing me to think about well, what's going to happen. Well, if I can't get my crap together, how's it going to affect my life personally, my life financially, my life with my family? Um, and what it really caused me, when I look back on it, I think it's like the, somebody says hindsight's twenty twenty, and I said, for the most part, no, it's twenty ten. It's usually pretty clear. You see it in better focus, mm -hmm. and that was for me was by focusing on the reminiscing about what it was like before all this things that happened occurred and the, and what it was going to do to me unless i got my act together i was i it was literally the the present kept going by and quickly turning more and more into the past 
And it was like the present just shrunk to almost zero. It didn't exist because I was so worried about the past and uh, uh, why I couldn't do what I did and what it was going to do in the future that this, you know, I, I told my daughter, every minute that I, every minute that happens, a minute later is the past. Yep. That present, it, that's not the present anymore. What we're doing right now is the present. Yep. And I guess I, I cherish it and I, I appreciate it so much more now that I realize that this is the only thing that God is, if, in a, if you're not religious, you know, it's, it's, but to me, this is the only thing that we truly have is what's going on right now. Because the pro, the next minute, the next day is not promised to us. Mm-hmm. And you, you got to take care of now before you can start taking care of the future. Mm-hmm. So it, it, and that would help me start because when I, when I was talking to you, I realized I, unless I started dealing with right now, tomorrow didn't make any difference at all. Yeah. And so that the present became so important there when I was totally ignoring it. Yep. So, so how uh, do we get into the present? Can we talk about that for a second? Just let's, I want to give some skills out there for people. Sure. I, right? I, I don't think we're okay, going to get onto our subject today, but this nah. is really important stuff. So let's, let's, uh, I guess I'm going to dump you back down that rabbit hole. One of the things that we do when we, um, I might do it individually uh, with clients when I'm doing performance coaching. If I jump in the simulators or whatever with pilots, uh, we, I have them recage the gyros. Um, and when we do our groups, we have two groups that we do. We do the mental skills for value-based living, and uh, which is coaching paradigm. And the other one is uh, mental skills for flight and ground training performance. And when we do those, we can do those individually and groups. But when we do them as a group, and Carl, you've actually gone through one of those uh, groups, so you can speak from experience. But the first thing we do when we get the group together um, is we recage. We do a control-alt-delete, like a reset. And that is contact with the present moment. Um, and the way, the easiest way to do it is to use those five senses that I talked about. We have touch, taste, sight, smell, sound, and there's now this like argument that there's that there's actually a sixth sense that we have, but we're not going to we're not even going to open that thing up, um, not today. But it's pretty interesting. But those five senses are really good tools that you can use to reel you back out of the past or out of the future and back into the moment. So one of the things that we do, and I'll just even do it right now. We can do it. And if you're if you're driving, um, you can do this with your eyes open. Um, if you're not, it's better to do it with your eyes closed. So you cut off the the the, the light that's entering your eyes, the visual cortex, right? Um what I have people do, and you can just do this, we'll just do it real quickly for a couple minutes. You can do three minutes, I can show you how to how to do this and you can see how you feel right is one is so if you're comfortable with it you just close your eyes and keep your body still if you're sitting or lying down and if you're driving uh you keep your eyes open but but keep your body still and notice that you have a sense of touch and i always say go for the most prominent sense of touch it's probably your butt on the seat or your back against the against the chair And if you notice in that sense of touch, you're just drawing your attention and your awareness into that. Notice that there's a particular weight that you can feel to it. And there's probably a temperature 
Is it hot? Is it warm? Is it cool? There's a particular shape. If you allow your brain to just go there, there's a particular shape to that prominent sense of touch. And if you really want to get crazy with it, notice that there's a color that just comes to mind when you think about that that sense of touch. And to show you, you can really do this. Let's go to, to least prominent. So focus on the tip of your nose. Don't touch it, but just focus your awareness and your attention on the tip of your nose. And you notice that it's, you can feel it. It's like t- it starts to tingle when it's there. That's your nose. And then let's go to your sense of sight. If your eyes are open, just fixate your, your gaze somewhere far down the, what's in front of you and just kind of try to focus on that. Don't crash your car. If your eyes are closed, notice that you're, you can get a sense of color. It's dark. Maybe there's little, shapes that come up or there's light or maybe there's nothing right but you notice that with your attention you're starting to notice that this is what you're seeing right now and if your mind peels off and starts to think about other things that's totally normal but just return to that sensation that you're focusing on which is sight and then draw your awareness out to your sense of sound Prominently, you can probably hear my voice or maybe the sound of the car or this, but I'll be quiet and just listen what's in the background to see what you can pick up. Really focus your attention. Can you hear it? Can you hear the room breathe? It's there. And then bring your attention to your sense of smell. Mine is terrible, but I'm going to try. See if I can see if I can get a sense of smell, and then bring your attention to your sense of taste. So just run your tongue along your teeth, move it on the, the roof of your mouth, and notice that you can get a sense of taste, or even if there's a lack of sense of taste, that you're drawing your awareness to that. And then notice the simultaneity of touch, sight, sound, smell, and taste. And then come back into the moment, right? Just bring yourself back. That's a re-caging. What did you notice? Did you notice how quickly your mind wanted to think about other things? That's okay, as long as you noticed. Were you able to do it? I can tell you that I, as a byproduct, feel a little calmer than when I started. But again, that's not the goal. The goal is not to like, that that can be a byproduct of it. But the goal is to train your mind to get the hell out of the past and out of the future, which is not happening, and get into the real-time moment of what is happening. And see how that affects, uh, honestly, every aspect of your performance of your day. See how it affects how you interact with people in your life, how you drive the car, how you, you know, interact with the person at the checkout counter. You're you're there. You're not just like checked out somewhere else. There's a great a great quote that says, 
A person who thinks all the time is left with nothing but their thoughts and lives in a world of illusions. I think that's quite true. And I think when we're thinking about the past and we're thinking about the future, especially the future, right? It's kind of an illusion to think you know what's going to happen or how this is going to go is illusory. It's it's like it's probably not 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 very accurate. So I I personally would rather live a life that's somewhat accurate and experiential so I don't miss it. It goes by way too fast as it is already. Certainly does. Um, since we kind of went down in this direction, you made a comment about something which dovetails actually into another question that uh, we received. And I'm going to actually add a caveat on to the end of it. And it said, uh, you mentioned the two groups. Well, previously, you had mentioned on a previous podcast, the V1 project. And the question came up was, do I, how do I join and do I need to be a client? And I'll go one step further and add this other group here. So, cause you have two groups. Yeah. Same, same, uh, thing. Can you join them or do you have to be a client and how do you join them? Yeah. If you can, you can. So the, the two groups, uh, mental skills training for value-based living, um, and mental skills training for flight and ground training performance, that's through lift effect. You can join the group if you want. You have to be a client of Lift Effect, but you just you get on, go to lifteffect.com and book the 15 minute consultation call. You'll talk to me or, or one of my staff. Um, and we'll just make sure it's going to be the right fit for you. And, you know, it's, it's going to make sense. But if it's, if it's a good fit and it makes sense, you can join the group. It's not, it's not an open group, meaning it's, we have, it's a 10 week course that you have to join and we don't have them running all the time. We, we actually do have them running all the time, but let's say if you, we just started one actually yesterday. Um, that's a closed group though. You can't join that group once it starts, but we start them fairly frequently. Um, and I think as they're getting more demand for it, we'll start them more often, but give us a call, um, or go to the website and book that, that book, the call, uh, that's the quickest way. And you can mention the group and you're welcome to, uh, if it's a good fit and it makes sense, you're welcome to to join the next upcoming group. So that's the only requirement. You don't have to actually have any follow-on nope. sessions. You just have to no. connect yeah. and 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 introduce yourself and make sure that it's a good thing for you. That's right. Yeah. Some of the probably half the 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 group is people that are working with Lift Effect for coaching or psychotherapy. Um on an individual basis and then it makes sense that the you know they're going to participate in the group and 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 see how that is that's part of their their uh you know for for psychotherapy it might be part of their treatment or for coaching it's just part of the the execution of their of the coaching is for them to do a group the other half are the people that are not working with us individually and they just said hey i want to be in this group i think this will be really helpful for me um and and that's great and they enroll in the group so that's that the other one, mental skills for flight and ground training performance, that is like check ride itis, uh, training issues for pilots. That's the only reason people go in there, and 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 it's you know it, it helps. It's and it's the same concept. You don't have to be a current lift effect, you know, being seen individually at lift effect. Some are, some aren't. Probably more so uh, aren't with the. Uh, the training. This is just people that are like, you know, I'm sick of check rideitis, or I, I'm I'm struggling in training, and I know that it's I'm it's a mental thing, 
well, we we have a protocol to fix that, to help you fix that. The V1 project is a much larger organization for coaching. And now, mind you, all of these are coaching groups. They're not psychotherapy groups. They're coaching groups. So the V1 project is a, is a coaching group that is on, it's ongoing. And what we focus on is nine areas of your life. We focus on career. We focus on health. We focus on emotional health. So physical health, emotional health. We focus on avocation, like how you recreate. We focus on um, uh, spirituality, right? It doesn't have to mean religion, but it can. But helping you cultivate that. We focus on uh, your financial well-being, family and friends, intimate relationships, and community. These nine constellations of your life. And what we offer in that is coaching. We bring in outside resources. Um, and this is specific to pilots. This is not for uh, anybody else. You have you have to be a, a, a certificate holder um, to be in that group because it's all pilot specific. So in finances, we've got experts that work with pilots, whether they're accountants or financial advisors, and they come in and they'll do some seminars and teach this group on you know helping you cultivate a better financial life, a better a better picture for yourself. The spirituality group, we have other people come in for that. The physical health, we've got exercise physiologists and people that focus on pilot health that are going to come in and, and do some offerings um, around that. So that's like an ongoing thing. And it's it's brand new. We've got we've already got people um that are signed up and we're we're going to try to get this thing launched uh in January. And we're going to start with you know, it provides weekly meetings um, over Zoom, meetups, meetup opportunities. Um, there'll be a deep dive yearly where we'll probably have everybody come out. We'll choose a location somewhere and and we'll have three days where we just kind of go deep dive into all those nine constellations. Um, but there'll be little city meetups and stuff like that. And for pilots that are on overnights um, and they, you know, maybe they're flying with a slam clicker or they just don't, they're just tired of being lonely and they want to go you know, have, have dinner with somebody. They'll, there'll be a way to network with people that are in V1 to say, Hey, I'm in Miami tonight. Anybody want to go grab a bite and you can go and talk and, and and you can, you know, it's, it's not all about seriousness, but it's, it's around this common theme of let's, let's try to do the best we can, you know, let's do the best we can in these nine areas of our life. Instead of doing the typical pilot thing, we're just going to focus on career and finances and hobbies. I guess the same question would go with the V1. Uh, obviously, it's it's geared towards people that are in the aviation field. Does that uh, same requirement to have that 15-minute uh, consultation apply? Or how do you, you know, vet them that they're we ha- in that career field? It's a good question. We haven't really determined that yet um, because everybody that's that's in V1 has is, is really come from groups where they're like, you know what, I, I want to keep going. I want to keep working on on my stuff. And I've got some skills that I want to now apply to the nine areas of my life. Um, and so we haven't, we have not like promoted this the first I've ever talked about it because we, you know, we, we're just not sure right now. Um, if you want to do V1, there's going to be a whole V1 website, which is being, which is being erected as we speak. It's not live yet, but there'll be a way for you to contact us. Um, is it going to be open enrollment or do you have to go through uh, a quick call with us? I, I, I pr- 
I don't know. We haven't really determined that. I think initially, um, we'll we'll have probably have a quick phone call just to make sure this is going to make sense for you because we don't, you know, we we want it to 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 work to be to be the right thing for you. We want you to arrive in the right the right place. But eventually, I think it'll be it'll be set up to where it's pretty easy to get yourself signed up, and you can see if it makes sense, and and you'll be able to to join. So it's a work in progress. This is all new. But there's, I had beta tested this years ago, and it was very successful. Um, I just didn't have the bandwidth. Again, part of the reason why I decided to leave the airlines was I, I couldn't keep it going because it was, it was, it just too, it took too much, uh, too much time and resources to to make it to make it work. But when we beta tested, it was like, this is this is awesome. This this works. People want to to do this, um, and it'll be you know men and women. Um, corporate pilots, uh, manufacturer guy, you know, people that fly for manufacturers, people that fly 121, people that fly cargo. Um, but you do have to be a, a, a certificate holder to, to be, to be in it. This podcast is actually part of that, um, yeah, you know, getting bandwidth back to allow you to help more yeah. people with yeah. that. Cause there's just only so much of you. Um, right. Just to close the loop on the groups. So basically right now, V1 is, is a, for lack of a better term, exclusively for those that are aviation related. The, uh, the other group is more open, just has to have a quick consultation call to make sure it's a good fit for both. And I want to emphasize on that one that you're welcome to share whatever you want to share or as much or as little but it's all held in confidence within that group and it goes no further than that. Yeah, these are very confidential. Um again, it's not therapy, but everybody in there is we're all professionals and you know, pilots that come to say I want to work on myself is is it's kind of a, an area of vulnerability for everybody and everybody's confidential and when you get in the group and you see people are kind of sharing a little bit about some of their struggles and what they want to work on. And again, people don't have to, it's a player pass kind of thing. Um, but everybody plays, right? When they start to see that, oh, it's not just me that wants to work on, that has some areas that I want to improve on. They're like, ah, oh, this is, this is like, this is my community. This, and, and people want to share, but we hold that as pretty sacred ground. We, we, we do not talk about the group. Um, you can talk about the group outside of the group, right? About maybe what the group is, but you don't talk about the people in the group and nobody has ever, uh, violated any of that confidentiality ever. We've never had a problem with that, but it is, we it's confidential. Absolutely. And yeah, the, all those groups are aviation related. They're not for CEOs and attorneys that sometimes, you know, I, I do work with some of those folks. Uh, we don't have a group for them. Uh, I don't know if there ever will be. Uh, this is for aviation professional pilots only, all three of the, the V1 project and then the two groups at Lift Effect. But I would like to say personally, I think there could be some benefit that that those that are not aviation related could get out of the mindset group. But that's oh, totally. That's, I, yeah, I agree. So not, I agree. So it doesn't have to be aviation related in that one. But that's my personal opinion on that, based on my experience. Um, I agree, and there there's talk of trying to figure that out of of offering it, but but I got to serve the pilots first, and you right. got to walk before you can run, right? So uh, we'll we'll get there eventually, but right now those groups are pilot only. Yeah, we went over our time today, what we normally try to stay within, but um, 
that being said, as you can tell, we we kind of have a topic that we think we're going to want to talk about for the day. <laughs> we never get but, there. <laughs> but, you know, that's, as you can see, these questions can go down rabbit holes and can get very um, uh, intricate and involved and complicated sometimes, or that it's not easily answered in one sentence or a paragraph. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here for. So yep. the whole reason I say that is, please keep those questions coming because we would rather talk about these every podcast and never get to our subjects, you know, so to speak, because then we're answering the questions that people care about. We'll get to our, our the, the topics that, that, that Matt can really help other people with, but the questions are really what drive this podcast. So please, please, please keep them coming. It's podcast at lifteffect.com. L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T, liftaffect.com. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. Please pass this on. If it felt you felt like it was good and it had value, tell others. Word of mouth is is really has helped us so much already. We're getting so many people that we would never have touched otherwise. So please share it. Please like it. And we look forward to seeing you and hearing from your comments on many more podcasts to come. It's been our pleasure. Have a great day from Matt and Carl. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.